Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. Hello, you're listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs. It's a podcast where I speak to bands about the jobs they've done between tours or the side hustles they were working where they formed their band. Such is the case with today's guests, Liverpool duo King Hannah. They are Craig Whittle and Hannah Merrick who are joining me on today's episode. Their new album, I'm Not Sorry, I Was Just Being Me, is out now. And they go on tour tomorrow, starting off in Belgium before meandering their way back to the UK in late April. You can go to their website, kinghanna.com, to find out about all that meandering tour and where they're playing near you. This episode is supported by 2000 Trees Festival, taking place from the 6th to the 9th of July in Cheltenham. It's going to be headlined by Idols, Jimmy Eat World, Thrice and Turnstile and is one of the biggest independent rock festivals in the UK. Yesterday, 2000 Trees put out their massive final announcement, including Angel Dust, Petrol Girls, Me Rex. I did an episode with Miles from Me Rex 
a couple of months ago and new third man records band Island of Love who I'm a big fan of and their EP Songs of Love is going to come out in a limited 7-inch this July. If you want to go to 2000 Trees Festival but you haven't yet bought your ticket, you can get 10% off the price of your ticket just by using the voucher code 101POD. If you're going for a weekend ticket, that's saving 20 quid or something for basically nothing. 101POD is the code for checkout. That's at 2000treesfestival.co.uk forward slash tickets. Cheers for listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs. Here's King Hannah. So yeah, so we, we met, we were working at a bar um, that we did um, it was like three or four nights a week each. Yeah, that, that, went, that went on for years, didn't it? Um, we worked, we were evening shift people. Um, I don't know what your reasons were, but my reasons for working night shifts, I mean, the hours were there because nobody liked doing them. So that that was always the why you would do it. They were um, more fun than day shifts. Yeah. And more so for me personally, it's because I write in the day. So I would use my day to write and then nighttime to make the money to write. And that's, that sounds like it's quite like, there's, there's quite a good balance. Did you feel like there was much friction in that? You kind of had to fight for either one of those, the writing or the working. Yes, constantly, isn't it? Because you're having to balance them both. Because like you said, it's minimum, it's a minimum wage job. So you can't, by law, earn any less. So you've got to put in more hours to make up for your the cost of living. But that's okay. And it's a choice that you make because you can't live anywhere else because we because if you well, I didn't didn't want to live at home because there's nothing at home and you've got to live in in the city to make a music career and to be surrounded by the people that also want to do what you're doing you've you've got to put yourself in the right place and then figure it out around that haven't you we've met so many people from doing it haven't yeah we? um especially night shifts because most most bar jobs for people aren't they aren't a career for life. Maybe in some, um, especially in the UK. I was going to say, so in some European countries or wherever, it's, that that is a, a career. But here, it's very much like a a thing you do on the side of the while while you're either in uni or you're you're trying to do the the thing that you you love. You're trying to get that started. I wonder if that kind of transitionary element of it, um, you know, can kind of skew your identity with yourself. You know, I know that happened with me when I when I was working in the evenings and working night times. It, it definitely kind of made me wonder. You know, I, I felt so different the next day. You know, when I'd wake up at two p.m. Yeah. after working till two or three, whatever. You know, a fine time to wake up in comparison. Yeah. But you know, you you kind of the way you kind of reflect yourself internally, it, it kind of skews it. No, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you because you either force yourself to get up early and have a full day, but then you're obviously like super tired. Or you do sleep it off, but then you say you're getting up early afternoon, which isn't very healthy. It's a very healthy lifestyle, I don't think. Um, and obviously the culture is after work, you go for a drink or whatever. And then, yeah, but you just, you gotta just sort of force, we just have to force ourselves. And we'd sometimes meet up before work um, to go through little songs and stuff. I think it's just about trying to stay attached with the reason that, you're doing this job in the first place it's easy to get sort of sucked in and lost in doing those kind of jobs and if you if you don't carry on doing the thing you love and, and make make enough time for it making time for, for for songwriting and practicing and being together it's like priority yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah that's the whole reason you're doing this bar job there's no 
you know, we, we didn't see anything long term. I don't think we did. No. I mean, that's not what I wanted. What, what I wanted to be doing, but it was it does allow a certain kind of freedom with like swapping shifts over and you know getting things covered if you if you have to to do certain creative things that you wouldn't be able to do if you you had like a full time nine to five job. We went to our first bass player as well because he was the um, yeah so true the sound engineer for this. So the bar we worked in used to have like uh, it was like two floors and the top floor used to have gigs on occasionally didn't they gigs and like weddings and stuff and he was like the sound engineer for that so we got talking to him about music and then when when it came to us needing uh, a bass player for a few gigs um we we asked him um so it's such a good little hub of um, to meet people and yeah that that was like that was probably that was the the best part of, of that job by far I remember when I first started this bar job, actually, um, I remember the man who owns the bar, who we're not a fan of, he went, oh, what, what do you do? He's trying to make a polite conversation. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm a singer. And he went, oh, another one. And I thought, you cheeky, <laughs> cheeky sod. That's so rude. Another one. I thought yeah. that was so bad. That is rude, isn't it? So rude. Another one. What do you mean another yeah. one? As the, it's as Just like, a, like, it's, like it's a bad thing. Yeah, like he likes music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, Everyone it's... listens to music, yeah. Were there any times that you like you found it like really quite difficult to kind of balance playing music and working because it's both it's work, isn't it? It is. It's two two jobs. You're balancing two jobs to make one become the full time job. Yeah, you'd have to constantly, you know, ask if you can have this day off because you need to do this. And after that bar job, I got a different bar job, and um, they were really lovely people to work for, and they were totally understanding and really encouraging of it actually, and still are. They email me every now and then, just saying really nice things about looks like you guys are doing well and things like that. And that is so lovely to have that support. Is 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 is, is makes the job really. Imagine it's a lot healthier way of living. Oh, it's so nice. Yeah. So nice. I remember because after that bar job, I got a, a. I started working in a coffee shop, so it was like daytime. And I remember when uh, when we did the recording the first recording session thing that we did that we never released any anywhere. Yeah. And um, I needed, we needed like a few days off in a row to, to go into the studio to do it. And I, I had to work those days the week before to like sort of, she because the, it. so it was almost like you had to earn the right to be able to do this on the side, even though it was just like a part-time coffee job, coffee shop job. They're going to know where your priority lies. Exactly, yeah, but it's, it's like an unspeaking, like an unspoken thing where like you're never really allowed to say that. You always have to kind yeah. of pretend that your heart and soul is in this minimum wage coffee shop job. Like, yeah, there was no supervisors or managers. It was just you and then the owners. So there was no even there was no way of you like progressing through that company. So it's like, why, why do you think people are here? Yeah. The other one as well, the one where Craig and I met that we were both at for a really, really long time. The one where there was so many creative people, it was insane, wasn't it? They were so unencouraging of the amount of talent in that room. Yeah. They never, like the amount of artists there, it, it, you, I still haven't met that many creative people since working at that bar. And no. they used to actually split Craig and I up on shift because they said that we were too friendly. Um, they put us on, and it's just like, how do you, surely you've got to get on with the people you work with. Yeah. It, it didn't, it didn't mean you didn't work. It just meant the job became fun at the same time as working. And it, it was like that. It, it became, it's, it became school. like a jail to working in the end. The place that it, <laughs> yeah. was, it was so, so bad towards the end. But yeah, I think having, encouraging people to, to work with and work for is, 
makes a big difference. I actually am writing so much less now than when I worked in a bar. When I worked in the bar, like personally now, there was I had like a structure, like a proper, proper structure, and it was right in the day, work in the night, right in the day. That was my life, and it all was all leading to one thing, and my focus was so clear. But now, because it's all merged into one, there's not that divide. Yeah, it's all just one. So so I've, I'm personally finding it a lot harder to to find the time to write because there's so, so much different now isn't it it's so different it's so so different can you still wake up and say you know maybe like an author would you know you'd be like I'm gonna write between eight and ten every yeah and we're trying but the only thing is is a new deadline every day isn't there that's it yeah and there's sometimes a deadline is like today and you'd be like okay so you have to put that first whereas I would that just wasn't a thing before you know it wasn't a thing I mean it's it's also new to us isn't it yeah that's what it is and we, we we just know that a lot of the things that we're get, we're getting to, like we, that we have to do is it, to say it's very much like we need this by the end of this day or da, da, da. yeah. Um, but we know how we know how important all this this is and all this is part of. Oh, it's not negative. It's more just adjusting to a new routine, isn't it? Yeah, and it's trying to make sure that we we still find the time to do, you know, what, what I mean. At the end of the day, like the music will come out, and that that's all people will hear. Yeah, they won't, they won't see all these, you know, yeah. the behind the scenes. Yeah. Things. So we need to make sure that we put enough time into writing and, you know, getting better and making music because that, that that's the end that's the end product. That's, that, that's the reason we're here. It's the exactly. Music, yeah. Yeah. There's so much around the music that you have to do to to circle back to the music. Yeah, and like we we are we're, we're so small, we're like nobody oh, at yeah. the minute. So it, all this will, you know, hopefully help to build build us a career. Yeah, it's it's like we're building the foundations, aren't we, to get to where we want. We keep meeting people along the way that have like little sort of nuggets of wisdom that you can like <laughs> yes. take. But because obviously um, you, you just you just don't know these things until. So yeah, we've met a few different sorts of people. Lawrence as well. Well, yeah, Lawrence, who's our, who's our sound engineer and tour manager for the last tour. He was um, he was teaching us things, wasn't he? And, yeah, he's done a lot, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just stuff you don't even like think about, like well. Sound checking. We haven't we hadn't done many gigs and um, where to where to place amps and where to how loud things should be on stage and just right. just trying to like fine tune everything so that we can hopefully get to where we need to be faster. Mm. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that seventy five percent of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. 
Do you think, you know, having Lawrence kind of be in your, in your crew, is there a level of, um, you know, reliance on one another? You know, he relies on you and, and you rely on him because that's almost like a, it's like starting a small shop or something and having a partner. Mm. Yeah, it's about, yeah, you've got to find the, you've got to find the right, the right people, haven't you? He, he, one thing that like struck us about, about him was how much he cared, mm-hmm. wasn't it? It, it just seems so passionate mm. about sound and wanting us to to feel comfortable on stage and to you know be confident that we're sound and exactly as you know we we intend to yeah um so yeah it's about, about getting that and I'm, I'm guessing I'm, I, the longer this goes on the bigger that team will become mm. and you place you place so much so much trust in in in, in these people don't you i mean we we can't hear mm. we can't hear what it sounds like front of house we can only hear what it sounds like on stage and you're trusting that it doesn't sound it sounds good and trusting each other right i mean have, have have you played in bands before where you've seen that trust within band members i think a lot of people start bands in their in their 20s or, or younger and like you're growing through so many times you know sometimes someone doesn't want to come to band practice you know and that's yeah. gonna piss piss off someone yeah. else kind yeah. of no one's really wrong necessarily in that different it's sort of different levels of ambition i think in in band members I remember playing in bands when i was younger and we'd end up playing some like tiny pub somewhere and band member was completely fine with that and could do that forever and i was thinking well i don't want to be we've got to aim a, a bit higher than this otherwise what's the point what's the point in doing this i don't want to be you know playing these tiny bars forever um so you need to find people who who like match your ambition I have very like vivid memories of learning how to play guitar when I was like 13 so my older brother taught me how to play guitar so I'd all, I was always grown up with him playing guitar around the house and there was a piano in our, our back room um, but being, being actually like being shown these songs that He'd been playing forever, and they just seemed when as he as he was it, it was as he was playing them before I learned to play guitar. It was like it, the idea that I could play them was like impossible. Like he was doing something that was I could never ever do. Like I can't believe that you can do that. And then being taught them and sort of like learning the mad. They sort of like seeing behind the curtain kind of think like the magic being stripped away from it. And mm. that that was like a very like special time. You can do it. Like I, I can play those songs. I can play guitar, and I can write these little little things. Mm. Is there any kind of part of you that has any of that now? Kind of self doubt. Oh yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. Um, I mean, there's lots of things I can't do on guitar. Like mm. just make it noisier, just to cover the, <laughs> the mistakes. <laughs> it's not true. Um, it's not true. Yeah, we, I mean, we, we yeah, there's, there's there's definitely self. Yeah, we have self doubt, don't we? Of course like, you do. Stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, but we, we, but again, we're all, we're also very confident that in our own taste, and we know our like sort of barometer of it if things something is bad or something is good in our own music. Yeah. We're very like self aware, mm. quite strict for ourselves as well. Yeah, um, which is, which which is a good thing. You have to you have to be. You got the you got a good um a good shit stick meter. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> which is important. You have to be able to like step away and sort of see how things. Well, I mean, I, it, there's, obviously, there's there's a limit because because you tend to just think everything that you do isn't good enough, 
Uh, well, I do. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> do you demo at home on on like voice notes? How how do you sort of go about that? That's kind of how we do it, isn't it? Yeah. Just got sort of phones full of little yeah. things that will never be used. <laughs> uh, it's just so easy to do that now, isn't it? Back in the day, you had to get like a a tape machine or something. Four like track. Yeah. Do yeah. you know? I so often think that if if we still had to do that, imagine the kind of cool sounds that we'd get. I know. Um, four track because it's an instrument in itself, right? But yeah, and, uh, yeah, and it's it's a lot more. What what you get out of that is a lot more usable, and like a, you can actually like, release stuff like that. You can't really release voice note stuff. Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> We were signed. Well, yeah, just just after like the, the whole like COVID thing started, so we were we wasn't like working then anyway. Mm. And city slang, how did they find you? We don't really know. I think it was um, we we self released Creme Brulee, you know, a couple of thousand views on Spotify, but we, we got it had like a one like a couple of tiny blogs, um, picked it up and like wrote about it, and then one of those blogs ended up in a inbox to someone at city slang and then yeah they got in touch and were like do you want do you need if you have any more music and we didn't and that's when we made the ep so hopefully so as we were making the ep we were thinking oh i hope they like it and sign us yeah so yes yeah, so, and then and then it was like it was pretty much exactly as soon as covid started wasn't it that we that we handed in the ep because the fair we, we finished it over zoom didn't we we did yeah and then yeah so then since, since then we've just sort of um putting off getting a part-time job no we haven't <laughs> no we have not putting what putting off getting one no i mean like we haven't we haven't had one though, have we no i really can't imagine downtime i really can't picture i don't want it to i don't want any downtime personally no we've been we've been busier since we've since we've been signing ever haven't we ever yeah. ever in our yeah. life yeah. <laughs> like i don't know about you but if i was to ever go back to a part-time job which would be absolutely wonderful i definitely would do it for like the reason would be to obviously money, but also like a different, a change of scene. Maybe that's it. Also meeting people that aren't just, um, so people we really speak to now are like music people, aren't they? I suppose yeah. we don't really meet anyone. Well, next few months are, are so exciting. I hope it goes really well. And I can't oh. wait to see you see with the London dates. Oh, no, thank you no, very yeah, much. Thank Thanks for so having much. us. So there they were, Craig and Hannah of King Hannah. Their new album, I'm Not Sorry, I Was Just Being Me, is out now. They're on tour across Europe and then the UK over the next month. Go and see them. See you next week with an episode with Young Gov. I've been working all day for me, mate, on the side. Running around like a blue ass fly. I've been working, yeah, I've been working all day for me, mate. Every bleeding minute I've been on the go. Up and down the ladder like a fiddler's elbow. I've been working, yeah, I've been working all day for me, mate. This is a Mighty Moon Media podcast. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. 
Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.